As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And there it is, history. Russell Westbrook has just surpassed Oscar Robertson. It lasted 47 years, and now Russell Westbrook stands there all alone. A record that was titled untouchable for 47 years has been broken. Congratulations, Russell Westbrook. Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Tuesday, everybody. We've got all your action covered and your playoff implications from a moderately busy Monday night around the NBA. I'm Dave DeFore. I'm joined as I am every single week by my man Trevon Edwards on Tuesday morning. What's up, Trey? It's a late night, man. What's going on, Dave? Late night. <laughs> the playoff push is is upon us, man. And uh, I think the most important game from the night had to be the Wizards and Hawks. And it was a close one, and the Hawks won it. And, and we're going to get to the playoff implications of that in a minute. But I want to start with Russell Westbrook. And, and we talk about him a lot. And usually we're saying that, man, this guy gets disrespected too much. Or it's, it's either that or we go the other way. And we just say that this guy is washed. But he has had an excellent season, an amazing Hall of Fame career, and he just broke Oscar Robertson's triple-double record. Pretty incredible, Trey. This record has been around. I mean, you know, Oscar Robertson hasn't played in my lifetime. So 47 years it has taken someone to break this record, Trey. And we talk a lot about triple-doubles, whether they're overrated or underrated. And it feels like, to a certain degree, Russell Westbrook has kind of broken that conversation. And I think he's brought it back full circle again. Clearly, we weren't rating them properly when he won his MVP because I think we were looking at ways to kind of knock him. But when you consider that this guy just set a career record for the NBA, just the most triple-doubles of anyone ever, I think we have to give respect to that. It's more than just a single game triple-double, which is random. But 182 times is something else. I always think Blink-182 when you mention uh, <laughs> Mr. Mr., Mr., Mr. Triple-Double. I'm not even calling this triple-double anymore. This is a triple-brody. Um, for the accomplishment that this young man has been able to do, uh, not only you know survive in Los Angeles, making it out of you know uh, South Central L.A., coming out of UCLA as a shooting guard, transitioning into a point guard position, getting his first triple-double in 2009, 
accomplishing a feat that was said by many to never be broken. You know, LeBron, Magic Johnson, Jason Kidd all have said this would never be done. And he did it tonight. Just amazing. Not only did he have, you know, 28 points, he had 21 assists. And he's winning. Like, they're winning, man. Like, that's the thing that I think we're overlooking. Because it's easy to knock Russ. You know, he dragged that that Oklahoma City team to the playoffs and and averaged a triple-double. And I'm on the record. I thought Kawhi should have been the MVP that season. And it's not to knock Russ. It's just that I reward team success so much. Well, man, they're winning, and he's doing this. You can't knock it at all. Best Brook, Goat Brook, Point God, whatever you want to call him. Um... I'm with Scott Brooks when it comes down the line. If he's not top two, he's top three to me all time. The things that he does, you know, a a championship won't define this man's career. No one plays harder than him outside of the late, great Kobe Bryant. um, The passion itself speaks for itself. The leadership speaks for itself. Um, Slander warranted or not, like when when it's all said and done, you know, he will have a statue outside of, um, Oklahoma City as well as a easy he'll be moonwalking into Hoop Hall first ballot for sure I mean look this is the fourth season out of the last five where he's going to average a triple double for the season we didn't think we were going to see it once do you remember when he did that and we were like will anyone ever do this again and then he kept doing it this has just been an incredible run and it coincides with you know in this season what they're doing in Washington, which is pretty incredible. And, and, you know, this Hawks game, and I know that the game feels secondary because this is such a historic moment, but I do want to talk about the game because the Hawks winning is a big deal, and it has implications for the playoffs to a certain degree, more for the Hawks than than the Wizards. The Hawks are in the play-in for all intents and purposes. I don't think they can lose that spot. They're now the tenth in the 10th spot because the Pacers moved up. So in that 9-10 game, if it happened tomorrow, they wouldn't have home court. Not that big of a deal. But the Hawks, on the other hand, are actually fighting for that five seed and and trying to hold Miami off. And, and if you're the sixth seed in the in the East right now, you're playing the Bucks. So nobody wants to do that. And and I don't think anyone thinks the Knicks are a pushover. But if you had to choose between playing the Bucks and the or the Knicks, I think you're gonna choose the Knicks. And the Hawks right now, they still have a half game lead on the heat for that five seed. And Trey, I want to ask you, after watching this game tonight, and, and you know, I don't know how much Atlanta you've caught in the last few weeks. They've been pretty good. DeAndre Hunter's back, and, and that's all. That's really, really nice for them, especially if he can round into form. Clint Capella has just been awesome. Bogdan Bogdanovich has been great. And I don't think they, they can win a second-round series against Milwaukee, Brooklyn, or Philly. But are we sleeping on them a little bit in their matchup with the Knicks just because we're so enamored with the Knicks right now? No, I don't think they're being slept on. Hats off to Nate McMillan and an excellent job that he's done with this young roster, um, getting guys to, you know, buy into his system and, you know, trust him and, and, and follow his leadership. He's gotten, you know, Trey Young's three-point shot attempts down, getting him to trust his teammates a little bit more. They're sharing the ball. Um Bogdanovich's making big plays. Um, you know, John Collins, these guys are, you know, fun to watch. Um, and I think it would be a fun matchup between the Knicks and the Hawks. Um, but you mentioned that uh, no one wouldn't want to play Milwaukee. I think Miami would love to match up with them because they match up best with them. <laughs> um, yeah. But Atlanta, 
you know, if they continue to, to, to finish off this week and they can get New York, I think that's the team that they want for a first round. Oh, let's say this. Nobody wants to play them in the first round. I think if you catch Milwaukee, you'd rather play them in the second round. You know, get that one round, you know, out of the way. And, and you know, I know Miami is, you know, we saw what they did last year, but I just don't think that's the same team. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. All right, Trey, let's run down the rest of the action because, again, playoff implications abound. The Blazers beat the Rockets 140-29, and this is big for the Blazers. They now have a one-and-a-half game lead over the Lakers for the sixth seed. So the Lakers have a, a tough road to hoe here, Trey. And, and I mean – do you worry about the Lakers having to face the the Warriors in a play-in? I, I mean, we don't know if LeBron's 100%. I don't think the Blazers are going to lose this lead. I mean, a, a game and a half, last week of the season, only a couple games to go. They're playing okay basketball. I, I don't know, man. I think the Blazers are going to keep that sixth seed. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're, they're looking strong. I mean, especially the night that they had tonight. You know, this new trio between, you know, Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, and and Norman Powell have been thriving, and I think they only get stronger. It's interesting to see if they actually match up with the Clippers, though. Um, I actually see them beating the Clippers if that is a first-round matchup. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm putting wow. it out there. Wow. No, okay, we'll, we'll get into that on Buzz because I'm very curious about that one. Uh, the Pacers beat the Cavs, and like I said, they just flip-flop places with the with the Wizards, so they take over that nine seed. Demontis Sabonis had 20 rebounds. 20, 21 points, 20 rebounds, 9 assists. So crazy game for him. The Warriors beat the Jazz 119-116. Steph Curry, some late game heroics, scores 36 points. Jordan Clarkson had 41 points. Uh, Bradley Beal didn't play in the Wizards game, so Steph Curry still has that scoring lead and maybe even you know took his number up a, a little bit. Uh, the Jazz still have a lead over the Suns for the one seed, and the Warriors with their win and the Grizzlies win, maintain their half-game lead over the Grizzlies for the eighth seed. Man, this is there's so much happening right now. Uh, the Grizzlies beat the Pelicans 115-110. to 110. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas had 20-11. and 11. And the Spurs beat the Bucks by 21 points, 146-125. And, and the Spurs, you know, still in that, in that 10 spot in the West. Uh, and I feel like the playoffs were kind of locked in. Now we're just working on seeding. And... Everyone wants to avoid the Lakers, it seems like, but it almost feels like you want to catch them in the first round if you can. And I'm not sure we're going to see, you're not going to really be able to jockey for position, Trey, because nobody knows where anybody's going to be right now. Yeah, I mean, it's at this point, it's kind of fluctuating, it's just up and down. And I'm not too worried about the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers could be in any seed, and and they're gonna. I think that they match up well with anybody. You know, um, the true test is how 
Um, they make the adjustment. But LeBron James, obviously, you don't, that's a person that you don't want to bet against. And I think that he, he knows where he needs to be mentally and physically um, to get his team over the hump. And Anthony Davis has just been playing exceptional basketball. Um, so overall, whether they, you know, they see Phoenix, which I'm not, I don't like, I don't like that for Phoenix, um, to match up with them in the first round or whether, you know, the Lakers have to play against the Warriors in the play in. I I don't, I don't, I don't really see that as an issue. So LeBron is, is targeting a Wednesday return against the Rockets, which, you know, if you're going to come back, I guess that's a good choice to come back against, but still. He wasn't right last week when he when he tried to come back. The odds that he's going to be right a week later, I think, are pretty low. And I start looking ahead, Trey, and we're only a few days away from the playoffs, you know, the 7-8 play-in, which right now would be the Lakers versus the Warriors. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm nervous about the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm not moving any goalposts. It's the postseason. If you hurt, don't play. If you can play, play. Do what you got to do. <laughs> and in this case, you know, I, I don't have any excuses. I don't have any 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 comments for, for, for number 23. 23 knows what he has to do. And, you know, everybody's did the post-game stuff and said that he's looking like he's supposed to look and they're excited for him to return. And then they also get Dennis Schroeder back. So hopefully uh, they, they come back in full speed and full, you know, full strength and they are able to, you know, run the table or, or do what they need to do to to get back in the uh, NBA Finals. Yeah, and a little bit of news right before we go. Uh, today, the Celtics announced that Jalen Brown is going to be out for the season. He's going to have uh, surgery on a ligament in his wrist. And, you know, Trey, we, we talked about the Celtics on Buds extensively Monday. And this is obviously the worst case scenario for them basically ending their postseason hopes before they have even gotten a chance to start them. How do you think this team comes back next year and learns from their lessons of this season? Like, what do they need to do? I don't, I don't think they can do anything. I mean, this is, this is kind of a, a thing that sticks with them. They, they lose a player mostly most of the postseason. I mean, I think it sucks and it's unfortunate because Jalen Brown had such a good year, a career year first time all-star and you know just uh you know just being able to to make make leaps and and and, and bounce in his career and, and this is a minor setback but um yeah it's just you know it's just a tough blow so uh yeah it's it's rough and I mean again another young player goes down with an injury and and you know it's a bummer but you know, if they, they shore up that big man rotation, I think we're talking about the Celtics as potential conference finalists next year already. They got Jason Tatum, who's an MVP candidate. They got Jalen Brown, who, like you mentioned, an all-star. I mean, had people questioning if he was the best Jay on the team. I think they're going to be okay. That's going to do it for today's show, folks. Don't forget about all the other basketball shows we have on the Athletic Podcast Network. Go to theathletic.com slash daily ding and sign up now if you're not already a subscriber. Thank you guys for waking up with us as you do every single day. Trey, send them to work. Ding, ding. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. 
From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.